We are on a very special bonus episode of Towel Light Talk, going a deep dive into Zack Snyder's Justice League. I am Casey with my co-host. This is Chris. And we have guests with us from Gutsy Media Podcast. I'm Bob. And from the Campfire Chats. Hey, it's Jake. Here we go. So if you guys are watching us on Facebook Live, then you already know our faces. But <laughs> if this is uh, the podcast, this is a three-part episode. Uh, it starts with Gutsy Media Podcast. It goes into the Campfire Chats, and then it ends with us. Uh, so check all of those out wherever you consume podcasts or go to dfatentertainment.com uh, to get the three-part deep dive into Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, guys, I just want to say right from the beginning, TLDR. Did you like it? And then we will go further into it. So, Chris, did you like this? I have. They can't hear your head shake like this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I. It may be on delay. I. I did. I. I liked this, and I liked it even more the second time I watched it. Uh, so nice. Yeah, vast, vast improvement. Perfect. Perfect. Good. And Bob. Yes, I liked it a lot. I think it gave us hope that Warner Brothers might be able oh. to actually do a good movie. <laughs> and uh, Jake? Yeah, it, it was a really good movie. Um, I just wish right now that all our frames could be in four to three ratio to honor him. <laughs> 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 good good so i also uh loved it actually and um you know i'm sure as we go on through this episode i'll explain just why i loved it but um all right good so if you guys want to turn off the rest of this episode you can <laughs> uh we all liked it <laughs> watch the movie if you haven't already but we're going to do a lot of spoilers in this episode so First things first, let's get into uh, the characters, okay? And what you kind of thought of those good. And Rocco also says uh, on the chat here as we're doing this live, it was good. <laughs> Thanks for asking. You're, you're welcome, Rocco. Uh, we always love your little talks there. So first things first, Batman. What did we think of Batman in this film? Uh, you know, Ben Affleck playing the character and just you know, carrying over from BVS. What did you think of Batman? Uh, Bob, I'm going to go to you first because you are a resident Batman fan as the only person with a tattoo of Batman. That's true. <laughs> what was your thoughts? Uh, for, the, for those asking, it is located on my left butt cheek. Um, <laughs> I have seen it. My my thoughts are, and I, I can only compare it to the original Justice League that we got in 2017. Um, it's vastly improved. I think in that version, Batman does nothing. In fact, most of the Justice League does nothing. Uh, they just stand around waiting for Superman to save the day. In this version, <laughs> I got a little bit more about Batman's contribution. I think he's more developed as a character because of it. And you can see where he kind of holds his own amongst these superheroes as somebody who doesn't have powers. And in fact, they, they get the throwaway line where he jokes about it in the, uh, in the movie. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. Awesome. Good. Perfect. Okay. And uh, how about you, Jake? Yeah, I thought uh, this Batman was really good. I was hesitant on Batfleck the entire time. I think part of his issue was we're introduced to a Batman who has been Batman for however long. He's lost a Robin. 
I already at this years. point. 20 years, yeah, he yeah. says it. And, and he, when we get him in Batman vs. Superman, he is an angry old man. And the development in this version of the movie to being hope, his whole line about having faith, and like his interaction with Alfred, I'm like, this is character development mm-hmm. from the previous movie, which Whedon's cut didn't have. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Chris. It's about being a leader. And I didn't like the use of faith because you have the word hope, and that's really the DC word, but whatever, that was kind of weird to me. But Star Wars. <laughs> I like yeah, it's just an improvement. Uh the last hour BVS is the most tolerable, and I and I think he changes a lot through that, and you see at the end it carries well into Justice League. I say I don't I'm not a big fan of his Batman, but I do like his Bruce Wayne. And I thought that it was just it was just much more cohesive about what his plan was and just showing his leadership skills and bringing everybody together and then finally facing down um Superman when he comes back to life and and I liked I liked all of that stuff because Batman is one of the greatest superheroes of all time. And for yeah. people to question the character on screen, it's just, it's sad. And I think this did a good job just reconciling all that. So, Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Rocco says, character development-wise, the chick sniffing Aquaman sweater, that was perfection. <laughs> and uh, I, I Ruben says scene. she had a lovely voice. Bob, shut up! I did. No, you did I not. Liked, I like the uh, the Viking esque song they sang. I like how she what? immediately. Here's what I don't understand: Why does he? Is this keep... true? No, not at all. Okay. I think a horrible scene. I don't understand why he keeps putting on clothes. Like, I don't either. It's like you take dude, them off every time you go in the water. You walk outside. You're chugging whiskey. You're not in a shirt, and yet you decide you got to wear sweaters and weird scarves. Maybe it's just a blend in because if somebody shows up to the village and he's the only guy not wearing any clothes, he'd be like, "Right, what's with that right. guy." Bob, you're not. You're telling me you don't walk into Lake, Lake Ontario taking off your shirt <laughs> while your wife sings to you what about I, how she's in love with you? Here's one thing that I thought was crazy that they kept in both versions. He is Aquaman. He literally lives in the ocean and talks to fish. Why is he polluting? Why does he keep throwing the bottle in the in the ocean? Like hasn't hasn't he some of his friends died from this? This is an he doesn't care about. He doesn't care about that world. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care about that. Well, here's the, here's the thing though. It's like the sixth sense. Even if you don't care about them, those fish are talking to you. They're telling you how awful it is. Those dead fish floating around. He's probably hearing their voices. It's got to drive him insane. So Ruben says, I feel like Frank Miller's take on Batman, uh, and he brings that Batman we know towards the end of this this Justice League. Which, yeah, I would I would I would agree with that right. as well. Um, okay, so. Yeah, Batman is a marked improvement over who he was, at least Bruce Wayne, uh, from the uh, BVS. So I don't want to go too far into every single character, um, but you know, let's go around and just kind of say, like, who is your favorite character from this Zack Snyder's version? Because everybody kind of gets more screen time. Um, specifically cyborg gets the most amount of screen time and uh i kind of want to get all of your takes on who is your favorite character 
uh, in this version compared to the Waden version. So I'll start with Jake in this one. Um, so it's Cyborg. Uh, this was his movie. In, in my opinion, this could have been like where we've got uh, Captain America Civil War. You could have called this Cyborg Dawn of Justice. And it was Cyborg's movie. Uh, he was the character that brought even though Batman was the leader, he was the character that brought the plot of the movie all together. I feel like we're around the mother boxes and the things he did. I, I just thought he was a great character. Yeah, no, abso absolutely. Uh, Chris, what did you, you know, who's your favorite? I'm going to go with Cyborg as well, even though I have a okay. lot of problems with everything around it i feel that booyah he did well that's that's one thing uh so let's look at it from the take of a multiverse let's look at when the new 52 started they moved cyborg's origin to be the justice league and very similar to what Zack snyder used so this whole idea with the mother box and the new gods and all that stuff i loved uh really it really did make him a very important character I mean, I can say, yeah, I have issues with him not having a Teen Titans background, you know, DC fan and stuff, but they did a great job selling that character to me, his relationship with his father, especially. Uh, and then eventually his growth throughout the entire movie was just, it's stellar. Um, and and you know what? I'll, I'll give Ray Fisher a hard time all day about uh, the way he acted, but I thought he really delivered that role and he made me care about that character. And just to clarify, Ray Fisher, the actor, is what you <laughs> you had a problem with. Not necessarily like Ray Fisher in the role of Cyborg. No, I said that. I said his yeah, his, yeah. Pol his politics and, and yeah. social media. I, you know what? That's just sorry. That, in this episode, it is. three part episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I liked I liked Cyborg's character development. I didn't yeah. think I would that much. Um, yeah, and it really was the glue that held the movie together. That's. Um, Rocco says, uh, Martha Manhunter <laughs> and, uh, the Seavage says the real hero is the truck driver that wasn't ready to let that hamburger go to waste. Once it was hit to the floor of his cab, I wanted more of him. Uh, quick point to that. Uh, what was Iris's issue with seatbelts? Um, well, we've, we're, we're going to talk about that in just a second, okay. but I want to hear what Bob's, um, favorite character was first. Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. I think all the characters we can say had a vast improvement. Um, but with that being said, I'm not giving Zack Snyder a lot of credit for that. He had four hours. You should have character development. It should be an improvement. Um, the fact that you guys talked about Cyborg, I I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I will instead pick Wonder Woman. I think that entire fight scene uh, with her and the uh, the bombers, it was vastly improved upon. I thought the Amazonians um, were much better fighters and had a better fight scene in this version. Um, they were willing to sacrifice themselves. Those, those like uh, Goliath ones that had to like break the wooden beams and like seal themselves inside of that thing. The, that whole, the whole wonder woman and the Amazons were amazing. And the character development there was vastly improved here. And I liked that it was a better representation of what a strong female superhero could be. So I'm going to go with her. Ruben, Ruben totally agrees with that. Um, so Ruben also asked a question 
can I ask y'all one question? Why did Darkseid get his ass whipped so bad that he forgot where Earth was? <laughs> okay, so I've seen this point brought up a few Air, times. Aries mofo. <laughs> I've seen this point brought up a few zapped. times. The reason why I the reason why I buy that is because he's got a throwaway line where he says something about how he's conquered tens of thousands of planets. So that's the only reason why I can buy the fact that okay, four thousand years have passed. He's visited ten thousand different worlds. They're all going to start looking the same, and I don't. I, now I get why he forgot about Earth. I also think it's in part not wanting to. It was the one loss he had, not wanting to go back there, and now he's ready for it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, old, old God's concussion. That's it. Old God's concussion. Ruben says Wonder Woman was a savage in this movie. I loved it. And uh, what Rocco wouldn't give to live on Themyscira. Um, you wouldn't last one minute. So, yeah, <laughs> sex change. That's what you'd have to give a sex change, buddy. Uh, like, uh, it, they they drive you away real quick. It'd be like that one Futurama episode. The Amazon oh, yeah. Futurama. I was yeah. Just say that. yeah, exactly. Bam Bam or Boom Boom. Come so... You know, let's talk about this because um, Flash got an extra scene in this movie uh, compared to the Waden cut. And I just want to know what everyone's kind of thoughts on it, because in my opinion, it's kind of rapey. <laughs> it's very, very rapey in the way he holds her and puts her down and takes a hot dog to use for later. I, I thought the hot dog was more rapey than he was with her. It, it was a weird scene, and I, the immediate thought I had, I actually paused it and turned to my wife and went, Is why wasn't okay? she wearing a seatbelt? <laughs> my, my, I liked this scene. Uh, I, I thought the glass thing was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really see the point of having to save her did they did they know each other before this did they not know each other before this because i know in the comic books they went to school together so what i don't i love at first sight man at first sight that's so my my take on this is my take on this is that you are you're delivering a poor message that just because you're staring at a girl and she's staring back it's okay to reach out and touch her hair um i've learned from experience that's not a really good idea so like casey's um, you don't you just don't do it i mean that's just kind of weird it was offsetting everything around it though was pretty neat right i mean like mm -hmm. he loses his shoes <laughs> he like tears up that the concrete cool. but that one right. yeah, yeah that one little thing like it you know so i just i don't know whatever so it's that little bit of toxicity in there yeah, uh, Raku says he was a concerned citizen. He was definitely concerned with something. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama, As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is, this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. And the uh, Seavage says, I, I like the staring contest at the end when the league and the crusty frown bucket were giving stink eyes to the boom tube and the crusty frown bucket is just like, hmm, see ya. 
<laughs> true true this is uh they did do that um so yeah so actually that leads me into my next part uh even though ruben says that it is not his flash he does love ezra i think we can all agree that grant gustin is the better flash um that we've had out of the three flashes uh the other one being his dad <laughs> in the tv show um let's talk about some of the new characters that we didn't see before uh number one being dark side uh, how did we feel about dark side and, you know, really expanded on that character? Uh, Jake, you started off. I mean, I didn't love dark side, but I also felt like they were starting to establish this world's Thanos and yeah. that he wasn't supposed to be like, I mean, he was supposed to be this big bad, but we watched him get beat in the past and he's all kind of been leading back up to this. And, I liked it as an establishing point, but I wasn't like, oh my God, dark side. I definitely thought Steppenwolf in this one was significantly better, though. Yeah, uh, Rocco even says looking like an angry big toe um, <laughs> for that for that dark side. And Bob? Uh, I mean, we're talking about dark side specifically. I liked him. I thought he did. A, I thought he was really cool as a character in this movie. I like how they didn't really give us a lot of information but enough to kind of wet your whistle because you want to see what's coming next and if we're talking about the whole crew i love stefan wolf in this movie i loved it i loved the thumb on the other side of the hand that creeped me out the whole time every time he grabs somebody it looks super weird he had like eight fingers i know it was it was whatever. cool yeah. the way he walked the way he walked was cool the, his freaking sword was cool or that sword the axe was cool the arm forget it love it every part of it Awesome. What about you, Chris? What did you think? About the new gods? The old gods. Well, <laughs> the new gods. Oh, man. Let's get into that. All right. I love the new gods, man. And it's it's one of my favorite aspects of DC. I'm a huge Jack Kirby fan. And so just to be able to see Darkseid on the big screen was was great. I don't care if Ares kicked his ass or not, because that was awesome when Zeus and him teamed up. And I I accepted it. Um, but for me, it was amazing just to see one of my fans come to life on the with Granny Goodness, with the sod, and just have Steppenwolf look a thousand times better. Yeah. And have him actually have real motivations in a plot line where he was trying to get dark side's favor back. It was just so much more cohesive. And I was, and I, I just kept telling myself, this is it. That fight with dark side against the old people, the old gods and old earth, all that that's all we're going to see. Really. We're not going to get more than that. And I'm glad I didn't set myself up for more disappointment at the end of the movie, but right. Stephen right. Wolf kicked ass, kicked ass. Uh, and, and Ruben says, I don't know. Dark side conquering Atlantis is pretty bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to yeah, see his eye say, was, uh, The Omega Beams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Omega Beams when he kills Iron. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Ruben. Yeah, I, I think overall, um, you know, it, it wasn't even a thing. I, I don't remember it all from the Waden cut, right? Right. Bob? Dark, like, it just didn't, even, didn't even exist. So it's just like, yes, finally. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the big bad, which is just epic 
effing awesome. So, um, and we can all agree that new Steppenwolf uh, was also very good. So the other new addition um, was Martian Manhunter. And, um, you know, I've got mixed feelings on it, but I want to talk to you guys first. So, uh, Chris, you know, what did you think of, you know, as Rocco stated before, Martha Manhunter, you know, we have that scene where he turns into Martha, uh, Martha Kent for reasons and then shows up, uh, not even bringing a coffee to, uh, (laughs) Bruce Wayne in in the, uh, epilogue. What did you think? So here Terry Lem throughout movies and I and I always kind of read into it that they were gonna make him Martian Manhunter. That was always the plan. Um I think honestly it took away from the Martha Lois scene to make him show up there. I kinda liked that from the movie and I should have probably brought that up. It's cool. That was a cool shoe in, but we discussed this. There was fear like he just kind of popped out of nowhere. And that final scene did a great job, I think, delivering the character to the general audience and making us want more. But if he was really a shoe in I'm kind of disappointed at the same time. I love Martian Manhunter, but if if I was a choose, I still would have chose Green Lantern. Yeah, it's a, it's a mighty big shame. Uh, that we didn't get any Green Lantern. I mean, just the one, right? So, yeah, it, in the, it's in the ruins of. There's another in, dead in one. the ruins of the oh, Justice right. League. Sorry, yes, Remember, it's you're like right. Kilowogger. Yes. I think it's it looks like Kilowog to me. It looks like Kilowog. <laughs> so. You're right. It's you're mm-hmm. right. Um, Jay Carpenter says, "I don't know. Getting your entire ass beat by Remus Lupin doesn't <laughs> bode well for your legacy." <laughs> This is true. Uh, you know, and then Rocco says, well, it was always stupid is when Steppenwolf said for Darkseid in the Waden cut, but we never saw the guy. Absolutely agree. Um, yep. And then, yes, we did get uh, the next invasion there. Um, so, yeah, Jake, what you, what is your thoughts on, um, you know, Martian Manhunter and his inclusion, at least? So, like, my original thoughts when I was watching the movie was when that Martha scene ended and he walked out the door and the eyes turned red. And I I don't know a ton about Martian Manhunter. And I was like, what's going on here? And then he he turns into Martian Manhunter for a moment. I'm like, oh, sweet. We're going to get Martian Manhunter in this movie. And then it's like, oh, no, he's going to show up after the battle and be like, yo, bro, I'm here if you need me. When he could (laughs) have shown up and helped in the battle. So I was like, eh. And now knowing that Zach shot Green Lantern scenes and it was supposed to be Green Lantern, it's disappointing. Like, as I said in our last episode, I would have loved to see uh, Jessica Green Lantern, any of the Green Lanterns really, but add something a little bit different to the cast. And I thought he wasn't used enough for you throwing him into the movie. Right. Uh, Bob, do you agree? Uh, I I agree. I think Martian Manhunter should have been taken out completely. To introduce a character like this is such a diluted way that makes absolutely no sense. It's disrespectful right. to the character. The one thing I will say is I think Martian Manhunter is DC's you know, Wanda 
for those of you who don't know Scarlet Witch, for those of you guys who don't know who the two characters are, he is extremely powerful and doesn't get nearly the respect or, or comic book time that he should. And again, to introduce him to a whole new audience this way was just awful. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rocco says he's a manhunter from Mars, right? Right? Sure, Rocco. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I guess I felt like at the time when I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, that's cool. That's that's a that's a cool thing that's happening." But then when you think about it, it's like, why did you why did you turn into Clark's mom? I guess you know her. I, I guess, and then you go, Lois, you need to go back to work for okay. Okay, why? exactly are, are you doing this it just doesn't like when you think deeper into it to me it doesn't make any sense chris none it's probably all just the the flack they got for unite the seven we got to put somebody in there and that's yeah. that was the option and that's it it was not well done but we got right. seven so let's talk a little bit about um how you know in the in the marvel world uh we kind of have like a lot of jokes and it's meant to be or at least it's presented as a little bit more of a a fun world whereas dc has always been dark and grim and gritty and all that stuff so what did you guys think about kind of like that take where the snyder cut loses a lot of the jokes of the waden cut and what is the humor like to you and um how that's dealt with what do you think jake uh, well, first of all, to call what was in the weed and cut humor is a far stretch. Um, it's Sorry. a bunch of jokes that fell flat, except for like one or two. Um, the humor definitely isn't in this movie as much, but I felt like, and part of it was, I think the scenes that were meant to be a little bit humorous were kept in the weed and cut. Um, yeah. Like when superman looks at flash i think would have been kind of a funnier scene to be like oh flash just didn't know that was gonna happen um but i liked the dark and serious tone especially like all those battles with steppenwolf and like when mira starts pulling the blood out of his face to cross that with humor would have been like too much i feel like yeah. this was a much more dark serious movie and too much humor would have thrown it off fair enough um and, and i agree uh rocco says waste of talents with henry lennox honestly yeah he's a brilliant actor and uh didn't get used jake says you guys touched on dark side forgetting about earth my only problem with that is that his whole goal is to acquire anti-life i doubt he'd forget where that's located that'd be the same as thanos forgetting where the infinity stones were Bob, what do you think about that? I, I'll I'll take that one. So I saw this in the comments as well on a few different websites. He does not know the anti-life is here. When he comes here the first time and gets his, gets his butt beat, he doesn't find the equation. It's not until Stephen Wolf comes back this time where he notices the equations there and then tells right. Darkseid. So it's not that he forgot where his ultimate weapon was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, agreed with that. Sorry, Jake. Uh, so Chris, let's go back to you. The humor of this, uh, movie. Certain characters should be funny and certain situations should be funny. Now to say that DC is, should be dark and gritty or Marvel should 
be humorous. I don't agree with either one because they all both universes share characters that are funny and are dark. So if you're making everybody funny, that doesn't make sense. If you're making everybody Batman, that doesn't make sense. So for me, the things I found funny, like Superman giving the Flash the eye, that kind of stuff right. is funny to me, but it doesn't have to be a joke. It's just like, ha ha ha, oh damn, this is <laughs> this is happening, and he's about to punch you in the face. So right. I you know what? This movie not need humor. It hasn't had humor since Man of Steel. <laughs> so let's not even try, let's not even go there. Uh it would not have worked for me. But you can find situations funny if you're a dark person sometimes. Chris, really quick to hop in to Rocco's point and you saying the funny things. The I'm rich joke, I loved uh, when yes. what's your superpower? But again, because those were kept in the weed and cut, I felt right. like they didn't hit the same way they would if it was the first time hearing those lines or seeing those scenes. Right. I, I did like I did like realizing that those scenes were kept and those weren't Whedon scenes and that Snyder did write those or, you know, with co-wrote those. But I I appreciate them more because I know they came from the original now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Anything else, Jake, to add to the you know humor or, or do, who do we miss? Bob? Yeah. Um Bob, sorry. I, I I agree with you. I don't think humor is a necessity. I, I like the this cut. I think it's got enough kind of inside jokes. I'm glad they kept in the uh my man. Because that was a, <laughs> like a great line. Um at the end of the day, I think Zack Snyder is a perfect person to give you the world of Gotham, which a lot of this takes place in. And one thing that I'm willing to bet money that he did purposely is despite the numerous times you see Gotham throughout this four hour film, it's never once in the daytime. And I think, I think that was something he did on purpose because it's gotta be that dark rainy city. Yeah, I, I agree. Which we did get to see a lot of that with um, commissioner Gordon as well, which mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I keep, I almost said J. Jonah Jameson played him. Uh, <laughs> And right now, that's all I can think of. I can't remember the actor's name. It's like literally blinking. Who is it? You guys don't know either. Okay, great. I don't. All right. So, <laughs> isn't he the farmer's insurance guy too? Or it something? is right He's now. Yeah. He's a yeah, that guy. That's that guy. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. Okay, so I want to just kind of talk about two last things um, before we uh, sign off for the evening. The epilogue and... Uh, just with that, it's kind of a two-part question. For the epilogue, did you like it? And for the epilogue, J.K. Simmons, thank you guys uh, for that. I don't know. Sorry, everybody who's watching. <laughs> They're stupid. I know we didn't think about it. Um, nailed that right now. It's great. Yeah, nailed it. And we're all host of like Geek Pop Culture <laughs> Podcast. Uh, so, yeah. The epilogue, 
did you like it? And if so, is there room for it to lead into a an injustice movie? Um, I'm going to start with Chris on this one. I loved the epilogue. Um, and I'm somebody who had issues with the original nightmare scene just because uh, it's just Batman using a gun for me is a total turn off no matter what desperate situation is. But for that being an alternate future that I want to see, yeah, you did. I want to see that. And you know what? I may be in the minority of, of liking Jared Leto's Joker, but I like Jared Leto's Joker. I don't like the tattoos i don't like ah, the ah, uh, the semi i don't care about the laugh he creeps me the f out man um but i do like jared leto's joker and i would love to see more of him but that future team where mara's there um it's just and and your two godlike characters are or teammates are dead it's just such a desperate situation and you know i love i love tom taylor's injustice and i know this is kind of a carbon copy of it but i don't care i want to see that and i would just see that movie alone without seeing uh like a, a true justice league sequel uh, the rest of it um i hate jesse eisenberg's lex luther with a passion i can't stand it um regardless even after he shaved his head i can't stand it i um i can't do it so for him to continue in um i know i do like joe mag and I love Deathstroke, so I would have loved to see that Batman movie or some kind of new version of that if they decide to continue and they do a five-hour <laughs> epic or something. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there, and I just I thought the way they closed it out uh, was was really brilliant. Okay, awesome. Uh, Rocco says that Batman said no, no word. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he effing did. Yes. Uh, did Jared Leto redeem himself? I don't know. And then Ruben says that uh, Jared Leto's Joker is creepy AF. Uh, Bob, as the resident Batman fan here, what was your thought on, on that epilogue? I hated it. I hated every single moment of it. I thought it was Shut a weird off. 10 minutes. I swear to God. Really? I was a, yes. I thought okay. it was a weird 10 minutes that was so noticeably tacked on to the end of the film. It was ridiculous. I hate Jared Leto's Joker. And it wasn't until seeing him again in, in this epilogue where I was like, yeah, that confirms it. He's not good in any movie. It's awful. <laughs> in He's any a, movie? Well, no, I'm mean, not Jared Leto. I mean, okay, that, okay. that I version like, of Joker. What sucks is that I like him as an actor. I wanted to like okay. his Joker, okay. but this is a bad take. It's a bad take sandwiched between two really good takes with Joaquin Phoenix and um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Thank you. Um, Bob is obviously having a stroke, Rocco. Because <laughs> it, it was bad. Not, and it was not only do we have bad Jared Leto Joker, then Batman randomly drops the F-bomb while talking about like torturing Harley Quinn, which was weird. And then you got the, the rest of the Aqua Force. Oh, it's a fish out of water. Get it? Like it just, I, I hated it. I hated it. Hated it. Chris has a word on that. I no, I, I respect Bob's opinion, and that's that's awesome. I mean, I get it, but we have to remember that Joker has many different personalities, and we haven't seen that creepy Joker. And I feel like a lot of the hate that Joker gets is because Suicide Squad sucks ass so bad. And I do want to see true. those deleted scenes. 
I want to see more. Je- I want to see right. what David Ayer, Ayer did with that character. But I, I understand people's problem with it um, completely. I, I just what I, he just I, creeps me out, and I think that's what I really took out of it. Versus like the gangster Jack Nicholson, yeah. the um, Heath Ledger's crazy guy, and then Joaquin Phoenix. I loved, but it's it's for me to tough for me to kind of swallow that movie too because. Um, I, I want more of it and I'm not going to get more of it. <laughs> here's, so. here's, here's my one quick thing about Joker and I don't want to take any of your time, Jake, but um, here's my one quick, th- quick thing about Joker. Joker for me is always going to be Mark Hamill. It's just, it, it's going to be nobody else. It's going to be nobody else's voice. Batman, the animated series was clearly some of the best Batman content we've gotten in the last 25 years in all form movies and comic books. It's, it's amazing. Ever plus and, games. And that Joker is more of a comedic. He's got good comedic timing. He tells jokes. He's out in the open. He's not trying to hide or, or, or be somebody else. So they keep wanting to do darker and darker versions of Joker. I think you got to make him lighter. I think you need to make him lighter. Make him tell funny jokes. Make me laugh at him as he's killing people. Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, Ruben says he's not going to lie. He likes the tats as well. And Rocco says Mark Hamill and Ledger are close second. So, Jake, what's your thoughts on this epilogue? Oh, man, I, I loved it. I loved, first of all, that it wasn't only this, but Cyborg's vision when he connected with the mother, mother box plays into it. Um, Barry Allen has that facial hair, if you want to call whatever's on his face that. that Dirt lip connects it directly to the Batman scene when he goes back in time. That was amazing. I did not like Jared Leto's Joker originally. I liked the character here. I'm not sure I was in love with it. And I honestly wasn't expecting Superman to fly down to end that scene. So I was like, oh, they're doing injustice. This is going to be, I mean, it's a different take because Wonder Woman's dead, but this will be interesting to see how this plays out. I want to see this. And, you know, I've heard Joaquin Phoenix's Joker mentioned multiple times. So I'm going to have the take that everyone hates in this. I finally tried to watch that movie and I made it 40 minutes before I had to turn it off because I'm like, this is not a good movie. This Joker is not a good representation of the Joker. It's like someone tried to do an artsy movie and failed at making an artsy movie. I am trying very hard not to walk out right now. <laughs> um, Jake, I agree with that statement. <laughs> I mean, here's the th- I, I like that Joker movie as a, uh, you know what? We'll save it for another podcast. Oh, come on. I I'll have a take another, on this. No, no. I've, save gotta, another, I've got to interject. Nope. We're gonna need a gutsy media uh, joke. Jake is now also having a stroke. Um, (laughs) So to to, yeah, uh, Ray says he he despised the Joker movie. I'm not gonna go down that road until we we have a whole Joker off podcast. Maybe we'll do another crossover where we go Caesar Romero, Nicholson. I demand uh, this. You know Ledger and and we go. uh, What's up? Camel, Camel, and uh, who's the kid? Cameron Moynihan, right? Ah. So we'll do the whole thing, right? Um, yeah, uh, I saw Joker. The many Bobby faces of Joker. <laughs> says, yeah, I think the epilogue in that particular section, I liked it a lot, though I thought some of the camera 
maybe stayed on the characters a little bit longer than they needed to in just a slow-mo and it was just like can you just just get to the point <laughs> and then of course mira's uh british accent was just complete fucking horribleness and i'll drop my f-bomb for that uh i don't know why she decided to talk in a british accent in this movie when she doesn't at all in the aquaman movie so that was just garbage but um Huh? Different Earth. They're getting ready for the fact that Amelia Clark is going to be recast as uh, sure her maybe, and <laughs> then the you know we already talked about the Martian Manhunter scene, which was just like you don't you don't want to react to this <laughs> oh, being okay. showing up at your house like you haven't even had coffee yet, and you right. walk outside and there's a literal Martian <laughs> standing there who's like, well, for the see you in the next friends. movie. <laughs> For the record, Very his, weird. his best friend, Superman, is an alien. So the alien part is his friend because their mothers are the same. Yes. But I do love how <laughs> yeah. I do love how Martian Manhunter's dialogue is essentially see, see you in the next, next movie. See you next time. <laughs> and then yeah. he, like, he flies away and then stops and comes back. Oh, by the way, I'm Martian Manhunter. Yeah. In case you didn't get that. Just in case you didn't know my name, I hunt man. <laughs> um, so you know any closing thoughts please i'm gonna go around on the Zack snyder cut if you guys made it through this two and a half hour podcast uh slash live show you know that we all liked it we all very much enjoyed it over the wait and cut but i want to know um i want to know your final thoughts rocco's final thoughts are that martian manhunter's mom is also named martha <laughs> and you know so I knew everything it. worked out everything worked out Bob from the gutsy media podcast final thoughts here. I thought it was a great movie. It's a great four hour movie. I will be buying it. I will be part of my collection and I'll be proud to show it. Um, I'm excited and I hope whether it's the Snyder verse, whether it's, you know, the Snyder verse with different directors or whether it's just a brand new verse, I hope they can keep us going and get us some good, more uh, DC content. We love good more. Good more stuff, man. Uh, Jake. Uh, I know I joked about it at the start of it, the 4-3 ratio. Um, But first of all, I got to say, I was hesitant about that. And I love the way it ended up framing this movie. And that, you know, usually on widescreen, there's so much extra content. And there was none of that focus. The focus was on the characters. That was first thing. Second of all, that whole end battle from the way they killed Steppenwolf and decapitated to him, Superman just straight up stopping the axe, and then Barry failing, and then reversing time, and running through Superman and Cyborg's bodies as they're reconstituting, I was like, this was the vision? And you threw in a Russian family? What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 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 Rocco wants to see let's move on to Matt Reeves Gotham. Okay. Someday we will, Rocco. Chris, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I feel that WB has said no way too fast, especially when they can't establish a cohesive slate for at least one year of movies. Now, <laughs> I'm, yeah. now I'm speaking f- from 
the corner of somebody who's going to heavily defend DC. And I like what DC has been doing with their movies and the direction, but I also love Zack Snyder as a director. And I think that giving him his final, his, his final cut of this movie was important. Uh, but if you have that kind of money and you have that kind of fandom, why can't you do all of it? You're already establishing the fact that you want to make the multiverse a thing. You want to, you're treating your audience like they're intelligent finally, unlike they were back in 2014 when they couldn't have Deathstroke on TV and Deathstroke on the big screen and, and whatever, on all of that crazy stuff. And now it's like, yep. just do it all because you're going to make money here and there and everywhere. So make everybody happy. Sign off on the fact that we have all these different Earths and that's, and that's it. I mean, there's no reason why we can't get air cut Snyderverse, all of it. Come on. This is, this is, this is the fans world. And, and to your point, the fans made this happen. And, you know, I don't know what the numbers are yet on new HBO max subscribers. And I would imagine even specifically to Jake's point with the ratio, you know, he has intentions for this to go to IMAX, even though, he really could have just widened it out and it would have just been fine for all of us at home because it was stupid to have the bars on the side, even though they went away after a while. Um, you know, I think ultimately this is, it paid off the $70 million paid off. So I think to your point, Chris, yeah, give us, give us the Snyderverse, give us the, the bookend, you know, give us the injustice or, or whatever the hell it is that he wanted to do. And I think the fans would show up. And I think that whatever the budget of the movie is, they would make it up. Honestly, I, re I really think they would. Chris, the world, the word is the word is Elseworlds and it's been yeah. in D.C. forever. So why not? You're going to yep. put Matt Reeves, Batman on another Earth. You put Joaquin, Joaquin's Joker on another Earth. It's all. It's all there. Just make good movies instead of trying to be Marvel. Yeah. Bob? Yeah, I mean, to that point, stop trying to be Marvel. Stop trying to build the same thing they built. They, they did it over 10 years, and it came out amazing. Let them have that. Give me a Batman TV show, a good one, yeah. where he faces his rogues gallery. Yeah. And, and, oh, my God, just do it right. I agree. Damn it. Uh, Jake? So to that point, this is something I thought DC has should have done in comics a while ago because their comics get too convoluted. I always thought there should be a little round thing at the top of the comic that has a number in it. And that's telling us what earth we're in, in this yeah. comic. So it doesn't do the same thing with the movies, you know, at the beginning of the movie, slap a little piece of text that says earth 22. So we know All right, this movie's <laughs> taking place in earth 22. Yeah. And the movie I just watched was in earth three. They don't interact at all. I, you know, don't need to know anything other than this is where we are. Yeah, I think there there's a lot of potential with this, um, even seeing some of the things that the Flash did, uh, you know what I mean? Opens up different avenues into Flashpoint, into the Snyderverse, etc. So I think that there's room to grow in this verse. Um, just closing thoughts. Uh, you know, this is the end of a three part crossover episode. Check out episode one on the Gutsy Media podcast, uh, which goes over the Wade and Cut. Episode two over at Campfire Chats. 
um, which will go into the deep dive into how we even got to where we are. And then obviously you guys are here at Towel Light Talk uh, for episode three. You can check out all of these at the DFAT Entertainment Network, uh, either wherever you consume podcasts or dfatentertainment.com. Um, you know, I think everybody who tuned in here for the live show, uh, Rocco just has some last thoughts here. Batman should be a television show on the level of Dexter or American Horror Story, Dark and Gritty. I think we could all agree with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, I, this is Casey saying, you know, go read some comics, see some context behind these things. Uh, Chris, don't forget a towel. Bob, thanks so much for supporting us, guys. Jake, thank you for joining us on this epic CW crossover episode of podcast. <laughs> thank you guys so much. That's it. Chris Walks uh, episode of podcast here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we will catch you on the next crossover. Thanks again. And uh, have a good night, guys.